0: And so I just want to read that a few times. If we're going to call out to the name of the Son of God, understanding that all of heaven and earth and those under the earth, all of creation, all of past, present, and future will cry out of his dominion. And I think in this moment, I just want to simply say the words of Paul, I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ, to know the power of his resurrection. I want to participate in his sufferings. I want to become like him in his death. And somehow, my words here, by the grace and the atoning work of the cross of Jesus Christ, somehow through that to attain the resurrection from the dead. I want to know Christ. I haven't obtained that yet. I haven't hit the goal, but I press on. I am grabbing hold of that for which Christ Jesus has already taken hold for me, because it's all about Jesus. I am just trying to understand and take hold of what He has already taken hold of. And brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He's calling right now. And he wants to know you as well. And I think we just stand in this room and say, look, I want to know Christ. If that's not the fulcrum of our room, if that's not where we're at, then we will not understand and live as image bearers. As image bearers, we're a people who are chasing. This scripture says it well. We are straining toward the eternal. In, In the book of Colossians, where we're kind of living, I just read from the book of Philippians, Paul's writing a letter to the Philippians about joy while he is in prison. And he's writing about joy sitting in prison, being beaten daily. And he's writing about joy to a church saying, look, this is what it's, this is what the greatest joy is on the planet, that I get to know Jesus Christ. It matters not what is happening to me. It matters that this, I am knowing Christ and I happen to be in this prison this moment. And, and if I can just make him known in this prison, it apparently it's, it's my church. And oh, by the way, I might pen a letter to a church at Philippi that a church in Mandarin will read 2,000 years from now because here's what I want to be about. No matter circumstance, I want to know Christ. And image bearers seem to sit in the middle of life, no matter what is coming our way, and we strain toward the eternal. We chase toward the eternal. We we talked about this last week, and, and just kind of, um, I'm praying about whether we should go past this this week, and into this idea that we're creatures of the word. We, maybe we should just stop here and say, Paul says, I haven't gotten there yet, I'm not even close yet, but here's my life, I am pushing all in toward the eternal. In Colossians, the third chapter, verse 17, he says, here's how you do that. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That strips away this idea that you're sitting in some particular holy ground moment, although I could, I think we are in this manner. It is only in typically once a week that we sit in a room with a whole covey of believers, this beautiful group of followers of Jesus, who all happen to be in this room together, and it should be explosive in this room. But what Paul is saying is, because you also walk out of this day and into life, whatever you do, you walk about in the name, and that literally means biblically, in the fullness of the character and the presence of Jesus Christ. And do all of that and that's where we confuse this whole deal. You heard me last week that we confuse this whole deal of we're in God's house right now, which lends you to the idea that when you walk out of God's house right now, which is not here, by the way, this is brick and mortar in a place that God's people, who are the house of God, we are called the temple of the living God, walk out, with the, as Romans says, with the full measure of Jesus Christ walking out of this brick and mortar going with us. And it changes a lot because we're just kind of sitting out going, you know what? If we end up thrown in prison, Paul, if we end up sitting in the middle of prison, we're there for the sake of Jesus Christ, and we want to know Christ. And so that becomes God's house for us because that's where we are with God. If we're in circumstances where we are in great doubt and great travail and we're standing in the middle of that, we're in the middle of God's glorious movement because we as followers of Jesus in this room have been rescued out of a domain of darkness where we resided before Jesus and we have been placed in the kingdom of the Son of God. And we are walking around in this glorious picture that I wish I was holding in my hand right now, hidden with Christ in God, Christ in us, the hope of glory, walking around in Christ, in us, in God, in his house. So that's Colossians 3.17. You can't miss this in light of everything he said before. So because that's how I'm walking about as a follower of Jesus, whatever I do in word or in deed, I'm in Philippians I do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just always get a kick out of this part. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. I mean, gratitude or or just, you know, God, regardless of circumstances, you're good. And and maybe bigger than that, regardless of the circumstances I find myself in, you're sovereign. And therefore, I'm going to glory in you. I think uh, verse 23 and 24 are real commonality verses as, as... Image bearers of Jesus, which is our series of thought right now. And I just want to point out some character traits of image bearers. Image bearers of Jesus, if you're in this room and longing for the reality of Christ, we strain toward that which is eternal. We sit in and say, Christ, I want to know you. Because whatever I do, I'm going to work at it with all my heart. I'm going to work as unto the Lord. And that means tomorrow morning, you're, most of us aren't going to get up and go to work. Hallelujah, it's a vacation day, right? So to memorialize memorialize memorializes, well, most of us are not going to work, but Tuesday morning, the clock's going to go off for most of us, and we're going to go, and your employer, which he talks about in the previous verses, is going to look at you and wonder how Jesus is real to you. Many of the students really don't like this part of it, but you're going to walk into your school as followers of Jesus, and your teachers should look and say, there comes the full measure of Jesus. That's what a student who followed Jesus would look like. We're going to walk about and say, look, whatever I do, I'm going to give it all my heart. Because here's what I'm doing. I'm working unto the Lord, not to human masters. And this is where the straining gets good. Verse 24 of Colossians 3. Because I know this. That I will receive an inheritance from the Lord and it will be a reward. It is the Lord Christ who I serve as an image bearer of his name and his glory on this planet. So I'm going to walk about as an image bearer straining toward that which is eternal and I think I'm just going to you'll notice in your notes um, as Dr. Davis said very well you can go to sleep now because you have your notes or you can jot some things in your notes but there are some notes there for you on the back of the guide and the first note is this image bearers I didn't say it nearly as well as you Doc, but it's the points there image bearers strain or chase or are passionate about the eternal and then, and then I, I want to back and just say, and if we don't get to this today, we'll get there next week. Image bearers are passionate about the eternal because the word of Christ dwells in us. It's not just something we wake up and say, look, we're excited about this. We're passionate about this. Paul didn't just jump in the middle of it and say, I had a great pedigree and all of a sudden I fell in love with God. It was just, I just I can't tell you what happened. I fell in love. No, no. He's looking and going, I love God. With every bit of who I am, and that means regardless of the circumstance, I love him, and I am going to strain toward him, and I will never get there. But, oh my goodness, I'm going to give everything I have to know him, and to keep knowing him, and to keep knowing him. And here's what I think the bottom line he's saying, because it matters. Because what's happening here is either going to be a life of great glory to God, or a life of great regret. Because there will be a point which Paul is saying is there's an inheritance that you and I are building up in the kingdom of Christ as we walk this earth and we're this really can be manipulated into this, i got to go do something. No, let me bring it back. I want to know Christ. And in knowing Jesus Christ, I am building into the kingdom of God. I am seeking first the kingdom of God and the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And everything else, everything else will line up. When I'm just looking and saying, I want to know Jesus. And maybe more importantly, I want to wave at some people. They may be Bhutanese and say, we're going to live Christ out before Americans as well. And if we can do it, we'll live it out before the Bhutanese as well. We want to know Jesus and we want others to know him. And it matters on this earth. If you recall, I'm standing in the very spot where we had a 60-year jar last week where we talked about our students in 18 years. We poured into them. I'm praying that they started making Christ known before the 60-year jar came into play. But every marble, it matters. Every marble, it counts. Image bearers strain toward the eternal. And just, just to be super personal, would you describe your life as straining toward the eternal i mean if you could just sit down and somebody just said i want you to pen in about two paragraphs what your passion is um for the kingdom of christ would you sit down like paul just immediately start going i want to know christ and i want to join him here's here's a good challenge i want to join him as he is suffering i want to lay things aside and suffer with him for the sake of his glory. And if it means that I give up, I give up because I want to know Jesus and I want to chase the eternal and I want by some grace of God, not some prideful thing that I have done by, because believe me, Paul knew how he was going to attain the resurrection from the dead. Read his letters. He is just so humble before God and he is just literally saying, I can't imagine how I am chosen by God for His goodness, but I just want to know Him and I want to strain toward Him and I want to be about Him. And if that can define me, that will be my life. What would you write? Would you write? I mean, would you literally write stuff like that? Like God, bring me into the bowels of suffering. It matters how we live this life and what we do. And Paul says. That there will come a day where we're looking for some enormous words before the kingdom and the king. You know, well done. You've been so faithful and you have stewarded your life so well. Way to go. You have been a good and faithful steward. I mean, I'm wondering when that moment comes in and we talk about this in theory, like, I want to be an image bearer, you know? I really do. And then. And then it becomes a nice sermon series versus a real life thing. I wonder if we are pausing and saying, "God, that is the culmination moment that will carry on for eternity." Well done. I mean, if if we're if we are a people who are sitting in this room saying, as image bearers of Jesus, everything we do in word or deed it is for the glory of the name of Jesus Christ. We're I mean we're I mean we're asking questions, and I I I hesitate to even I mean I, I just there's a scene in the movie that haunts me. It's a movie about the Holocaust. Um, I, I won't name the movie because I don't know that's appropriate for in your mind. But, but at the end, he has such a powerful statement. The guy, the story was about a man who just was pivotal in rescuing literally hundreds of lives. And at the very end of the film, he's holding, and I meant to bring it with me, my grandparents gave me a cross pen set when I graduated from high school 227 years ago. And, they, um, I'm, and, and he's holding, a, it looks like to me, a cross pen. And he's saying, he, he signed a document with the pen and he holds it and he said, this would have been one more life. And I don't, I, every time I see that or I tell the story right now, I know in my heart I don't have that urgency. And I want to be broken for that. To be able to say, look, God, I don't I don't have this urgency. I mean, I how I use my money. Most of us have, have gotten some extra money along the way at some point. And I'm just wondering, do we look at this and say, God, how does this count for your glory? Or more importantly, just lay it before him and say, Jesus, this is yours. It's not mine. How can I use this for your glory and your name? I mean, I think, think, think about this, because there's going to be this moment in time as image bearers, we strain toward that which is eternal. I mean, there's this moment we're going to look and say, God, it's, he's looking at us and saying, look, you're standing before me. This is an eternal deal. We're, we're going to look at him and say, look, God, it's about my time. I don't know that he's going to be super impressed that we watch 4,000 movies. Here's, here's what I've been doing, God. I saw every episode of 24, which I watched, so don't I'm not condemning you. I don't know he's going to be impressed by that. You know, I'm just looking, I really want, I mean, I'm looking, I'm not wanting, I'm wanting to just pull back some things and say, in my own life, I'm having confession at this moment before my family and friends and saying, I don't know that he's going to look and say, hey, Siegel, you really did well. You stewarded your time so well. I want to live at the front end just saying, God, I don't, I don't, I don't know that he's going to sit around and go, I'm so glad. That you told the 43rd person that you had lint in your navel on social network. You know, I don't think he's going to, I don't think that's going to, or he's gonna. maybe more importantly, he's not going to say, I'm so thankful that the church of Jesus Christ played their drama out in public defaming my name. I don't think he's going to love that. So as you do that, you should stop. It's just about the kingdom. And look, if I'm not saying this as if I have some idea. I'm saying Colossians, the third chapter, he says, among the body of believers will be compassion and kindness and gentleness. And the minute that we decide to display the areas that we're working on among the lost public, we are defaming the kingdom of Christ. And I don't know if it's going to go over well where we're just sitting around going, yeah, 15 people just walked by me, but I'm glad I got to tell everybody I was here. And I'm once again, I'm on social network. No stones coming. Just, I'm just thinking as I think, image bearers strain toward the eternal. I read Paul in Philippians 3 and I read Colossians three seventeen and 23 and I don't know how well I'm doing. I, I don't... I don't want to do better. Here's what I want to back up in Philippians three, and you can tell me the verse if I don't have it open. I just want to know Christ. I don't want you to here in the room, you just go out and do better. If I've offended you throughout this, I don't I don't apologize. I'm praying that it will draw you to know Jesus. I just I just want to be about him. I think uh, I think I've already touched on this, but I just how we share in relationships, this matters. I mean, what happens among this church? Authenticity, integrity, it's the whole third. Chapter of Colossians leading. I'm I'm going inverted, by the way. I should tell you that I'm starting at the end of what an image bearer looks like and building up, because I think it begins with Jesus. And anything that we're about is focused on the eternal. And then the next step is that we become people of the Word. That's so he kind of builds down. I'm building up from Colossians three seventeen up to eleven. And in around eleven and twelve and thirteen, he's just all about relationships. And I'm wondering if he would sit in the room and say, "Look, I'm." I mean, if we understand that we're straining toward the eternal, it would seem to me that the temporal handling of relationships would be super important. Because once again, I'm, I'm going to preach this in a few weeks, so I'll just say it now. Kindness and gentleness and humility is huge among this body. And it will retract or repel people from Christ. How we walk about. It's, it's about the future and eternity. I saw an illustration... Um, I first saw this many years ago. Probably the most famous person I saw this do this was a guy named Francis T. And, and this real illustration really meant a lot to me uh, of just kind of wrestling with this idea of image bearers and what it means to be about eternity. And, uh, and I, I love this. Um, this, is, this is my rope. And if you could just kind of see this rope, and hopefully it won't knot up on us, but if it did, it would fit because we have some knots in life. There it is. There's your knots. They're, they're undone by Jesus. Um, if you could just see this rope as, as eternity. And this I know that that doesn't really work because it would never end. So if you could kind of see this rope just wrapping east to west all around the world and it just never stops. Um, this 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 would be like a, a million years before the Lord. And this, this this is your life. And what's so funny about us is that we actually will invest a ton of our energy on this red part i mean we will give the proponents of our lives for this red part not understanding that there's this whole section that's going to go on forever and and image bearers are kind of cognizant of this reality that this is super short i mean it's funny like we we do things that are in this little red part that are crazy like we look and go we're going to work hard 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 so right here we're going to travel and we're so i don't pick on people that are traveling somewhere around right here right in, early in our lives we're getting you know we're starting to think for ourselves and if we don't do all of this right here and if we don't get it in and if we don't do what all our peers are doing right here, you know, you 15-year-olds, right here, you 25-year-olds, if we we might miss something. We're sitting around going, seriously? You might miss something. You might miss this chance. I missed the chance of Santa Wood High School in 1983 and 84 to speak into this because I was more concerned about this. I could, what if I don't get hammered like everybody else? I might miss something. What if we don't sleep with 20 people because everyone else is doing that? I might miss something. I think we just sit around and go, seriously, you're going to focus on this? We're going to take this red portion and we're going to spend most of our lives trying to be most comfortable in this section of our lives when in reality, this is how we're going to spend eternity just going on and on about the glory and the wonder of Jesus Christ. And the image bearers that are sitting in this room right now, they're just kind of going, yeah, we get this and we're going to think about our lives in line of this reality I mean it just keeps going all glory, all honor, all dominion it's yours Lord right here all glory, all dominion all honor, all power, it's yours Lord, we're going to cry this out, this is about year 98,000 that you've been in heaven, here's about year 127,000 years that you've been in heaven, here's about 225,000 years that you've been in heaven and you're out here going, I wonder what I can do to make life good today. Image bearers are just straining. That's why Paul is writing in Philippians, the third chapter, and he is saying things like, you know what? I don't know if I can be about anything else because I've not attained this yet, but I want to be about Christ. That is the one thing that I don't want to do. I want to do on this planet. And I I look, I love uh, Francis said this and it was great. He's like, you know, people look at us and the decisions we're making, the things we're selling, the things we're buying, the things we're doing, you know, he just, he just ventured away and like he left this place he had been and just said, we're going to Asia and we're going to go live there for a while. He said, I've got people telling me you're stupid for the things you're doing right here. And he's going, you're stupid for the things you're doing right here because this is where we're living, you know? Are you kidding me? The things we, the things that people who don't yet know Jesus that are watching those of us make our way in this short mist and vapor down this thing called life, the people who are watching us, they ought to think that we are kooks. They ought to be looking at us going, You are crazy. Seriously? You just made that decision. What would Possess you I'm I'm possessed by Jesus Christ. I am lost in him, and he's lost in me. And I can't find out who I am apart from who he is. And every single day that I wake up, I wake up sitting in a prison or I wake up in a house church, Paul would say. I wake up walking to the next church or I wake up sitting down with Lydia outside of the gates of Philippi which started the church that got the letter, wherever I wake up, I just wake up saying these words, Jesus, wherever you've put me, whatever the circumstance, I've got a moment on this earth. And if I can just take this moment and chase the eternal, that's all I want to do. That's all I want to be about. I want to know Christ, not that I've already obtained it yet. But I press hold. I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus has taken hold for me. I'm praying for a group that will press, strain, and live. Because listen, as best I can tell, everybody in this room is breathing. We're we're still in the red. Wouldn't it be awesome to be a, a part of a body of believers who, are in the midst of the red, live with this as the driving desire of our soul? It will change everything. And image bearers, here, here's what you should know: image bearers strain toward this. They don't just get around and go, "Amen," and, and walk out and go eat chicken. They sit around and go, "I wonder." what I'm doing with my time and how it counts, Jesus. I wonder about the relationships that you've given me and how you really are asking me to do something different. I wonder about what I'm investing in right now and what you want me to do differently. I wonder about the resources you've given me and whether you're gaining all glory through them. Because this is short. And your kingdom, this is what's so cool about this illustration where it doesn't carry on. Your are kingdom never ends I'm going to strain toward that Jesus I pray that your word will come and dwell among us richly that you will settle in our hearts and settle in our desires who you are and what we're to be about God I pray that as a As a church, we would strain toward that which is eternal. That your name and your renown would be the very desire of our soul. God, I just pray as we uh, walk through this journey, these next few moments of worship, I wonder if we could sing a song that just says to you in simple words, Lord, I need you. And God, I just want to be able to look at you and say to you, we want you. And more importantly, we need you. So, Jesus, this is our song. This is our anthem. This is our heart cry. We're, uh, we're going to share in what we call in church an invitation. We've worshipped. Children have played bells. We have been singing songs about the goodness of Christ. We've read um, Paul in in telling us whatever we're about in word or in deed, do it all for the glory of God. And in in moments in this church, we really want to provide you a chance to respond, not to a pastor or the beautiful children that played, but to the Savior. And so Dr. Davis is going to be here at the front. I'm going to be here at the front. If you are just kind of sitting in and going, look, that's not me. um, If you would like someone to pray with you, we'll be here. What I love about being a follower of Jesus is you don't have to come to a pastor. Jesus is your priest. If you simply want to come to this altar and kneel before God and just move him to the forefront of what you're about, I invite you to do that. If God is inviting you to become a part of this church, this is a great time to say to this fellowship, I am believing in the mission and vision of what God is doing here. I want to come and be a part of this. Whatever decision you have right now, can we simply um, echo with our hearts and our mouths the lyrics of this song? Lord, we need you. Would you stand with me? Would you respond and worship as God is leading?